0: will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands?
1: And now
2: a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We're here to talk about TV commercials. The good ones and the bad ones and the ones where people say weird shit like this. cock a doo pal. <laughs> My name is Andrew Walsh. I got her. I got her. <laughs> Laughing across the table from me is Genevieve Has Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Uh, name that voice.
1: Oh, um, I don't know.
2: Dennis Leary. That's one of those. I could not think of a shit like this drop today. And I just thought, I'm going to type in terrible truck commercials. And I wanted some manly. You're a man. You need a truck.
1: Every time, when we were on the road driving through uh, the wilds of the Southwest, every time we would see a truck like off of the, not on the highway, but off the road, like driving through the dusty. Uh, sides, of like like empty, dusty side of the road, kicking
2: up a wake, kicking of dirt up behind a, a tail
1: of dust, plume of dust. We would start doing our best impression of a truck commercial. You're a man. You need a truck that does everything a man can do.
2: I never said this. doodle doo, pal. <laughs> <laughs> it's so we good. will now. It's so good. Coming up today on the show, it's a little bit hard to explain. I'm calling it businesses making business <laughs> for businesses. Yeah, I but I guess right. that's kind of what advertising always is.
1: Well, no, this is very specific. Um, I, we had noticed kind of a trend that sometimes a big company, uh, particularly like if it's a serv- a company that does uh, a service for other companies, you know, logistics, shipping, banking, insurance, they'll try to tell their story by kind of piggybacking on the, the story of one of their customers and particularly when they can find like a very heartwarming story about one of their customers they'll sort of make that customer's story be the use case or Mm -hmm. the 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 benefit of having them as their as their your service provider right and i work in communications and we do this too like we look for stories about people who maybe graduated from our university and now are doing something interesting maybe they don't you know currently have any actual affiliation but like what are they doing in their community that we can kind of showcase?
2: And this is a little bit to the to the side of this, but while we're talking about higher ed, it does remind me a little bit of that Super Bowl commercial. I think it was last year or the year before for WeatherTech. They traditionally, WeatherTech traditionally buys a Super Bowl commercial. This time, they're like the owner's dog was saved by some, <laughs> like, science that was coming out of some university. And so they dedicated their WeatherTech commercial to prop up this particular, like, veterinary you know service from a yeah that one felt a little
1: bit different to me because it was essentially weather tech donating it's it's very valuable airtime i mean yeah they got their brand was still their brand was stamped on it but it's a little bit less like we're weather tech and we and the university of ut austin or whatever it was you know they're like we partnered with them to develop this technology that they use like that would this that would be more in line with what i'm talking about here where it's the service or product is being showcased in the story of the little brand, but the little brand, to varying degrees, gets kind of a lift from it. And that there, you know, there's some interesting stories about sometimes that lift goes awry.
2: Ooh, like bread, rye bread. Um, by the way, I gotta point out, you, you could hear, if, if you're at all interested in the messy brain of a mediocre at best podcaster, go back about 45 seconds and listen to what I did. I was trying to say a sentence, and then I realized I had to say the word veterinary uh-huh. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get it out. I find that <laughs> word to be very difficult. You so got to get it out. I, I started seeing that word coming at me. And I put all my concentration into saying that word correctly, which I did. And then I lost the rest of the sentence. I just sputtered out.
1: <laughs> I didn't catch it. Um, it reminds
2: me of, an, we have a few listeners who are going back and listening to our old um, episode, starting with episode one. And one person, And uh, I we really want to develop
1: was. a segment that's like yeah. around the time machine aspect of the, I have I actually have two
2: uh, Actually coming up In the ad council We'll hear from one of Actually a couple of these folks Um, But one of them uh, Had mentioned that Hey I went back And listened to episode one It's not as bad as you Think It's you know Some of the audio quality Isn't quite as 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 good No but like It's like it's got All the stuff that we You know that we Look forward to today You've already got Ad council You've already got (laughs) Stuff you've already got Genevieve finishing Andrew's sentences And then Andrew Repeating her word for (laughs) word (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, fair enough um, Anyway, we'll get to some of that stuff in the Ad Council this is a very fun Ad Council today uh, But let's, uh, Genevieve, get down to business,
3: Strictly business. Strictly
2: business. Ain't no way I'm gonna All right, beats what's up first?
1: Real quick, I know I should probably recognize this group, but who was this? This is
2: LL Cool J, although I don't know if I knew this song. Also, you and I... LL
1: Cool J and the Cool J's.
2: (laughs) That's right. Ladies love, Cool J. Um, I I shouldn't even say what I'm about to say. This song... (laughs) Veterinary. (laughs) This song, I'll pot it back up here. It sounds a lot better to us right now because we're listening to it in stereo. And for some reason, when this gets bounced down to mono, it sounds bad. Really? And we produce our podcast in mono. So sorry to the listeners because it takes up less space. Um, Although I think we have an unlimited account. So maybe I should stop doing that.
1: Yeah, stop monoing it out. I've
2: been monoing out podcasts my entire life. I don't know why. All right. Anyway, let's get into some commercial talk here. Um, and out of the meta zone Uh, what do we got first
1: well this was one that this is playing a lot right now and it it kept pinging my brain of like do a show about this idea this is for northwestern mutual Um, they are i want to say a financial planning outfit okay they seem to do something with money the mutual part seems like it's money related. I, I should say I'm a little out of my depth in terms of like what business services are available mm-hmm. to people, but it's all told through the story of this one woman who talks about her journey from going, being like kind of a career focused person to having uh, a son with autism and then learning from that son that lavender baths are calming to him and helped him um, you know kind of deal with with being on the spectrum. And so it's this whole little little mini movie that they show about her forming this soap company to make lavender soap that's uh, relaxing to her son, and then turning that into a business and building it with her son, who become, who grows up and becomes an adult. And they show all these little scenes of them working together and very satisfying pictures of cutting soap, which mm-hmm. is I think like an internet thing you can actually go look for using
2: like a string or a wire or yeah, something,
1: like a like a like a a framework that cuts them all. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, why don't you give it a play? I think the, the audio is fairly self-explanatory, but it's just, it's a very sweet story. Um, but the, even though the company that makes this soap is very much the center of the story, we never really find out what the name of the company is. Mm.
2: I can tell you what they do. According to Wikipedia, Northwestern Mutuals, is an American Financial Services mutual See, organization right. based in Milwaukee. <laughs> Genevieve reached across the table to ring my bell, which is n- not okay. Uh, the financial security company provides consultation on wealth and asset, home protection, education planning, retirement planning, investment advisory services, et cetera, et cetera. So the basically what you said yeah. is the whole shebang. It's <laughs> I got some money. I want some more money. Can you help <laughs> I got
1: <me>? some money. <laughs> I want some more money, which is the only way to get money.
2: <laughs> Truthfully, why is it called mutual though? Because I guess if you're investing in them and they're investing in you, everybody that's benefits. an interesting
1: question. I just know that all like mutual of Omahas an insurer, mm-hmm. and I just I hear the word mutual and I think mutual funds.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think of money.
2: Yeah. All right. Here it is. Here's the commercial.
1: I've always focused on my career, but when we found out our son had autism, his future became my focus.
0: When he was little, lavender baths always calmed him.
2: By the way, there's a lot of imagery in this I'd like to point out. Um, The the imagery is very kind of slow and calming, and we see the mom kind of watching her son in the yard, but the son is gravitating towards some actual lavender that's growing in the yard, and then she's drying him after a bath, and he has a lavender-colored, very comfortable-looking towel that he's drying off with. I just wanted to point out the kind of... Yeah. Rhyming and 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 these there. and
1: these are clearly not the real people because they're older now. Um so these are actors who are portraying the the story of this family. So we turn bath time into a business. There was a dream. And building it with my son over the years has been my dream job
2: oh that's really interesting so now we fast-forward and I don't know are these the real people now because we see her the same woman talking to uh, her son who's now probably in his uh, maybe mid-20s there or, yeah we're thirties.
1: definitely meant to think these are the real people although okay. I- and
2: they're running an actual business now right that's interesting yeah. says there are there is no one American dream there are 330 million of them that's good text on the screen
1: at Northwestern Mutual our version of financial planning helps you live your dreams
0: today find a Northwestern Mutual advisor at nm.com
2: As somebody who late in life has, I think, started to appreciate the power of aroma and aromatherapy. Not that I'm way into it, but I have literally used it to calm my nerves for some events and whatnot. Um, And just like the imagery in this, this I really like this commercial. I'd seen it before, but I guess I'd never really paid attention to it all the way through.
1: Yeah, like I don't. Did you even know what it was for? Well, I believe
2: it's a mutual security company that uh, (laughs) helps people invest in everything from (laughs) education. To retirement.
1: <laughs> I obviously. Her, I, obviously. <laughs>
2: um,
1: yeah, because I'll tell you, if you watched it with the sound off and you missed the final uh, logo for Northwestern Mutual, you would probably think it was for a soap company.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's
1: like only the story of the soap company.
2: And in this case, you definitely know that this is a real soap company, right?
1: I do, but only because I went a, a layer deeper. So I went to Northwestern. I was curious about it because I watched. I watched this frame sort of frame by frame today to see if I could spot because she never says what the name of the company is, right? Mm-hmm, yeah if she could if I could spot the logo and I think like very quickly it, it sort of pans across um, their their aprons, which I think are branded. but, but you really couldn't tell. I mean the, the company that for all that it's about them, it never says what their company is. Mm-hmm. But then when you go to um, to Northwestern Mutual's website, they have these like little sort of sort of like blog post or sort of a featured story, you know, content marketing, um, an article called "How This Soap Company Shifted Amid the Coronavirus," and I, it looks like it's the same story. Um, this is called Beloved Bath.
2: Oh, yeah, and we see the young man in this, and he's different than who we saw in the commercial.
1: Yeah, well, there's also another layer to it, which oh. is that um, the company makes soap, candles, and other body products. Um, we started the company because we we both have sons who have autism, so it sounds like oh, I see. there were two founders. Deal. So I almost wonder if this story that's in the commercial is like a composite, like, not a mm. re- like technically it's not real.
2: Oh, wow, that's interesting.
1: And yet it's very close to what this beloved bath feature is uh, on the on the website. So I'm curious to know, like, where's the fictional line here?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. And did you go through to the actual Beloved Bath website at this point? No,
1: I gave up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's
2: the thing. The internet can go on forever. I think this is interesting. So I'm on Beloved Bath, which is a nice name. I'm really falling for all of this, by the way. Um, (laughs) You
1: do love it. Maybe I'll get you some Beloved Bath products.
2: Yeah, well, you did for my birthday. You got me some uh, bubbles, right? I did. Um, But I mean, I really do like this story and and the name Beloved Bath and how it ties into that it's more than just a soap company. Um, We founded Beloved Bath in order to provide meaningful employment for our children and others with autism we first met on the playground when our older children were toddlers years later our younger sons Justin and John were diagnosed with autism Uh, within months of each other the bonds of our friendship deepened as we dedicated dedicated our Veterinary. <laughs> As we dedicated ourselves to finding ways to help children, uh, the the idea for Beloved Bath was sparked when we discovered the magic of relaxing salt and lavender baths. So the
1: story is very similar. But I'm looking at the picture of Beloved Baths founders, mm-hmm. and none of them, none of these people, are the people from the commercial.
2: no, not Those at are all. all. Actors, None at all. That's really uh, that's really interesting, and and it's signed Pam and Pat. So they are the 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 moms, respectively. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Love it's it.
1: cool, but I sort of wish that the company that the commercial had been a little bit more honest and it huh. it's an interesting, That's interesting it's an interesting halfway sort of sort of uh, half measure to have them be featured on a Northwestern mutual you know some. Buried in their website. Like, honestly, like, who besides me has gone to look for mm-hmm, this, right? Right.
2: And so you're thinking they could have helped this company get more of a leg up? Yeah.
1: Just, like, fe- make it a- literally about Beloved Baths.
2: And call it Beloved Baths. Call Beth. it Beloved
1: Baths. Feature the name.
2: And have the real people, not actors.
1: I mean, if you can't do that, because some people just, you know, cannot do yeah. anything without looking at the camera or whatever. Like, yeah. I get it.
2: I need another mug, Lemon.
1: <laughs> some people need two mugs. <laughs> you know, I think you could... You could have actor portrayals in small print, but like have it be the real company. Um, and I know that it's capable of doing that because we're about to talk about a company that did just that. Who's that? Well, this is for ShipStation. Now, ShipStation isn't a huge, ShipStation's not UPS and it's not, um,
2: FedEx, post
1: office.com or, yeah, or whatever, okay. it's a smaller shipping, um, per- service provider. Um, but they their whole thing their whole campaign is is real is around real companies that use their products and they just kind of let the companies the owners of these very small businesses um tell their story so this one is for and i know you're not gonna like the 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 sort of concept of this company but it's for like beard care
2: oh god um no that's fine i i you i have not seen this it raises an interesting question though if you are a smaller Company, I'm going to assume a newer company, although I could be wrong about that. And you're saying I want to, in this day and age, I want to go up in the in the age of Amazon, Amazon and FedEx and UPS, and because Amazon does a lot of its own shipping as well. Like, Mm -hmm. what is your pitch? Like, how do you break in to get a piece of that? Get a big enough piece of that industry to support you. That's one of the interesting
1: things in this ad is that they show their menu of things that you can like that they interface with yeah and i'm i'd have to look at it again but there's things like ebay and i think even amazon they they connect you with those so it's kind of like a i don't even know the words but i like i have a good friend who um she makes products and she sells through amazon and but it's not like she works for amazon she's just a con she's just a person mm-hmm. who has a small business and amazon is a distributor when somebody buys something through amazon mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but she may also sell through other channels.
2: So you're you're supposing here possibly that if you are a small business who partners with Amazon, you can choose to have your preferred shippers ship station as opposed to um, Amazon itself. I don't know all the rules FedEx. and
1: I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's complicated, but yeah, I don't think there's any... I don't think there's one single way that people work with Amazon. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if we have any listeners who are catching up to all of the old shows <laughs> and you're finally hearing this and the year is 2029, <laughs> yes. get at us and let us know how this all works. Anything to set up this commercial or have you already done that?
1: Well, you've just got a guy with a pretty hipster looking beard and mustache talking about... It's like a
2: beard with a really big mustache that looks like he probably waxes it when he works behind the bar. Yeah, this guy
1: definitely waxes his mustache. Yeah, Uh, He doesn't have time to work behind the bar, Andrew. He's running Beard Brand. Oh, he's
2: running Beard Brand? Oh, okay. Let's take a listen to this. When we
1: started our business, we were paying like an arm and a leg for the postage. I remember setting up ShipStation, I think it was just like one or two clicks. Everything was up and running. I was printing out labels and saving
2: money. ShipStation saves us so much time. It makes it really easy and seamless. Pick an order, print everything you need, slap the label onto the box and it's ready to go. Our cost for shipping, we're
1: cut in half just like that. ShipStation, the number one choice mm. of online sellers. So really, I Go
2: mean, ease of use is one thing and saying that you can save money using us. And again, I'm not saying that they can't provide this, but I am because of economies of scale. I'm surprised that that's what they're going for because of just because of economies of scale, you would think that um, that FedEx and UPS already Really has cornered the market on affordability and ease of use.
1: But I think that's what's key here is that one of the shots in the commercial is they're going through a, a menu screen and clicking like, uh, "This one's going. This shipment's going by FedEx t- through Amazon. This one's going by." Um, you know, DHL through eBay.
2: I see that's what I was missing. So they they're partnering. I see that is what I was missing. So they are one step, but they're still partnering with those huge bohemoths. Okay, I missed that.
1: Yeah, I think it's that the ship station is like a it's a software that lets these small businesses, like if you're an Etsy hmm. artist or whomever, and you're putting out, you know, you're not sending out things at scale. you're not they mostly probably what you make is pretty artisanal. Um, you're not going to be sending out hundreds of thousands of units. So, yeah, you may be individually doing the shipping. I mean, they show these guys putting the labels on the boxes. Mm-hmm. That's not happening in a factory. That's happening in someone's, you know, living room. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. But I mean, my, my point is, I think that that UPS and FedEx probably have services where they're oh, are very sure. focused on small businesses who you can print out labels and like. You know same like you mentioned stamps.com before too yeah
1: i'm sure but like if you, what if you're what if you work with so many vendors that like some of them use ups and some of them use uh fedex and some of them use usps like i'm sure you i'm sure ups doesn't want to help you ship anything through mm-hmm. fedex right
2: only because i'm so good at reading today i am on their <laughs> website of, of like how it works and it says
1: we could have looked all this up beforehand yeah. but that that would deprive you the listener of this great pleasure
2: <laughs> i'm at help.shipstation.com/hc it actually goes on forever uh, at the most basic level you import your orders from an order source usually an online selling channel Um, set the carrier and shipping service for the shipment, get the postage rates, and print the labels. ShipStation notifies the selling channels and your customer of the shipment and provides tools and track shipments and manage returns. So maybe it also... We probably have listeners who who
1: do stuff, who do actual business for a living, who are just like... Oh, my God, you fucking idiots. Yeah,
2: also, this is so boring. But, um, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's interesting to me. Um, yeah. We're,
1: it's 2021, and we're learning about software as a service.
2: Right, right. Okay. Um, moving on from... Oh, wait, do you have another ship station?
1: Oh, yeah. This one is just the same thing, but it's hilarious to me because it's for a product called ugmunk
2: mm. which
1: you cannot tell from... What the from the commercial? What Ugg Monk is? I had to go to Ugg Monk's site to look it up. It sounds like, like what, it's what, what one of you those. you take a dis, guess? It
2: sounds like one of those disgusting children's toys or games we've been talking. Is hold on, Ugg Monk is a little troll that sits on a toilet and poops stuff into a transparent toilet bowl.
1: No, that's not correct. And I will say that Station is clearly going for like a hipster um hmm. Sort of a, a stylish hipster vibe with the okay. kinds of products that they showcase. Let me take a real. Well, why don't you watch the commercial and tell me if you can tell what Monk is
2: for? Oh, even. Oh, you want me to guess after watching? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Challenge accepted. My name is Jeff Sheldon, and I'm the founder of ugmunk Before ShipStation, it was crazy. Like, it's great when you see, you know, 100 orders come in, but then you realize I got 100 orders that I actually have to ship out. ShipStation streamlined that whole process. The order data, the weights of the items, everything is seamlessly put into ShipStation. So when we print the shipping label, everything's pretty much done. It's so much easier. So now we're ready. You know, bring on the orders. For Ship Station, what? The number one choice That's interesting. You almost see a label early on. I'm going to try pausing it here. It says, okay, but then you pause it and you can't say, Ug Monk Premium Line. Oh, Doesn't they, sell, they sell premium lines.
1: They sell premium Phishing lines. Fishing
2: wire? Yeah, why would they not say <laughs> what know. the damn, like, what is, what's the game here that I'm missing?
1: I don't know why they decided not to showcase what UggMunk sells. I went and looked it up. UggMunk is one of those uh, retailers that they make a bunch of different kinds of products, but the main theme is that they're all very simple, designy things. So it's like they make a bunch of T-shirts that just look like T-shirts, but they're thirty dollars because reasons. Okay. And they make little, you know, wallets and keychains and notebooks. And just little ephemera, basically. I see. It's
2: all based on one person who's a designer's vision. It's
1: a designer's vision, and it's extremely simple. It's this. It's Jeff so simple, Sheldon. It's so simple. I'm sure that's the dude we just heard. Yeah. Um. It's so simple that you know what's expensive.
2: Right. 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 Like the thousand dollar um umbrella store next to our favorite weed shop. <laughs> It's not a $1,000 umbrella store, and of course we don't smoke weed. Um, or, but, use <laughs> or use it's umbrellas. Or
1: use umbrellas. It's a scurrilous lie. <laughs>
2: we don't even... <laughs> we Actually,
1: we, in Seattle, that would be um, defamatory. Uh,
2: and also, I like the way every time I complain about that umbrella shop, it, they become more expensive. I've never even walked in there, but there's like this very designy open space in Wallingford, a place we used to be able to afford to live. Uh, and, you know, it, I, you can, big open windows, and there's like... Two umbrellas, like kind of on a display on a table. They were a couple of
1: hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, they must be. I've never walked. Have you actually walked in there?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, really? See, I've never gone in there. It it makes me so angry. I was going
1: to get one for you.
2: I don't know why. So you'd have
1: a rage stroke.
2: <laughs> the reason it makes me angry is because the, the day that we noticed it, like you and I had just driven past like several homeless yeah. encampments. It's
1: uh, it's hard to stomach. And
2: it's just, you know, it, 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 and I'm not saying that the umbrella people are putting people out of their homes, obviously, but the wealth disparity when it's just like in your face like that, people yeah. are buying $100 umbrellas. To be
1: fair, I've literally never seen anyone in that shop.
2: Yeah. Well, I did actually last time I was not buying weed. Um... <laughs> 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 oh, so Target. Now Target, I'm familiar with them. You've heard they're of like a they're like a mutual
1: Yeah, they're a financial services company.
2: <laughs> right. I couldn't even think of the word fund.
1: Um so this is Target. This is an older ad, um, but I always think of it because it attracted some attention in the media after it ran. It's a lovely ad. Um, it's again, it's not I mean, Target does plenty of commercials for Target, which are just like, mm-hmm. you know, cute, dancey little videos and whatever. This is uh, mostly the story of one woman who founded the Honeypot, which is uh, – she's a black woman. And it's – ca- I think it's cosmetics and maybe hair care or maybe just hair care.
2: Am I wrong in thinking Honeypot is also what we call the portable toilets that people – Well, those are honey buckets. Oh, honey buckets. Okay, now, Honeypot
1: does have another meaning, which is like um, often in like a, a scam or a con um, or in some scenario where you're trying to fool somebody – a honeypot will be the the lure.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so I don't know if that was an intentional, <laughs> um, you know, double meaning for her. But uh, but anyway, this woman started the honeypot, and then she just talks in this ad about how meaningful it is to her business, particularly as a black woman, to be picked up by Target, and how it makes you know it elevated her mm. business, brought it to the next level.
2: You know, I always think of Target as doing that long before. I knew Target as what it is now. Um, I remember, like, it was in the 90s, and they, they're they the ones who started working with specific designers, right? Like, Todd, is Todd Oldham a thing? Todd
1: Oldham, yeah. uh, they worked with, I want to say, was it Isaac Mizrahi? Maybe. Um, they've worked with a bunch of designers. Yeah. And so
2: this sounds a little bit different, but in the same spirit of that, right? Like kind of bringing somebody in, partnering, shining a light on their thing. Sort
1: of. But I mean, those were people who their glamour rubbed off on Target. Oh, and this is very much the other direction because no okay. one has ever heard of this woman until you okay. know, she was featured on, on this ad. My name is Beatrice Dixon. I'm the founder of The Honey Pot. In the beginning, it wasn't easy to like start this company. And there was a lot of times that it almost didn't happen. If Target didn't take the chance on us, we wouldn't be in all the retailers that we're in today. But what's really dope is they helped us with the product line, the packaging. They really like changed my life. The reason why it's so important for Honey Pot to do well is so the next black girl that comes up with a great idea, she could have a better opportunity. That means a lot to me.
2: She has style.
1: Oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, she's beautiful. She's got a
2: hat and earring combination going on that she's, is mind blowing. Yeah,
1: she's so fashionable. Not like in a over the top way, but just clearly has someone who yeah, like, like gets comfortably. Style. Yeah,
2: comfortably stylish. Yeah, that's cool.
1: Well, here's why we can't have nice things. So after that commercial ran, and that ran a few years ago, um, well, maybe just maybe just uh, earlier this year in March tw- in March of 2020. So you know, almost a year ago. Um, an article appeared in uh, on NBCNews.com. Black-owned business featured in Target ad inundated with racist reviews. So, because this woman had the temerity to say, "Hey, it's helpful for black people when people invest in our when companies invest in our business, and it's helpful for young black young black children to see, you know, that this is that this is a possibility." Her business got overrun with all these motherfucking Karens talking about quote. um,
2: I got a couple here. This is this is nuts.
1: This is nuts. She make the statement for the next Black girl. Why should the color of her skin matter? Totally racist and inappropriate. No, madam. You are totally How do you know racist. You it's a madam. <laughs> it's a ma- you know it's a madam.
2: Boycott, the Honeypot Company, and Target. Racist, white people hating comments. Like, I guess there's supposed to be some dashes in there. White people hating comments. Not going to be tolerated, wrote one reviewer.
1: This is crazy. This is white fragility. And it's to say most crazy as much. fragile. Yeah. Like, the kind, imagine being a person who hears this wonderful, uplifting story. And only all you hear, all your takeaway from it is someone celebrated blackness. It must be an indictment of whiteness.
2: Well, you know what this did, though? Like, honestly, I mean, I'm sure this was no, terrible, ultimately, I'm terrible sure it was, to read.
1: Hopefully it was good for her business. But in the it long just run. it's
2: more it's more attention. Yes. And you're going to have a lot but of people no saying, go no, that. no, you shouldn't. I'm sure it's just emotionally wrecking to see this kind of crap. Like, I didn't, that's not even controversial. Well, whatever. It's.
1: I know. It's like, don't, let's not, it's, it's pointless to try to parse it and be like, well, she didn't even say like, right. There is, there's no, no, there's no
2: there. Yeah. Yeah. She probably does hate white people though. Come on.
1: I mean, I would at this point. (laughs) My God. Don't we all? Shouldn't we all? (laughs) Yes. White people have not been doing great lately. Let's call it it (laughs) Lately. 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 Lately.
2: All right. Hey, it's my turn. I have some on the list too. You do. I forgot about that. That's this right. is one when, when you were um talking about this as a concept for the show, I immediately thought of a commercial, kind of a regional commercial. I couldn't remember the name of the exact company. I believed it was a credit union or a bank. I'm pretty sure it was a credit union. That had a series of commercials that focused on either local companies or or local people, and there were two specific commercials that I could remember, and one stuck in my head because I found the woman in it, this is gonna be kind of a cruel thing to say, I just found her to be super annoying. (laughs) She was not a small business owner, she was somebody who was like, it was in her apartment, and she was somebody who was like, so random, and she loves traveling, so she named her cat Mandu, yeah, which isn't even that good of a joke and then she's like I'm just kidding that's not the cat's name and like she's yeah and I just remember like that kind of sticking in my craw but there was another commercial a companion commercial that did oh and she that commercial I believe focused on uh, like kind of the ease of online mobile banking and so while she's traveling around the world blah 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 and then there was another one in the same series where they focused on a small business that was a dentist's office uh, one that a like specifically catered to kids who can be scared of the dentist right and the reason i remembered it was because this i'm going to be talking so long here and it's not interesting but i have to unwind (laughs) all of this okay the reason the dental commercial stuck in my head and this was like a small business loan from whatever this bank being advertised was was it's a fella and he runs this dentistry Is that a thing? Dentistry? This dental office.
1: Well, I think dentistry is the field. Yeah,
2: so he runs this dental... uh, Practice. Practice, and um, I remember he's using a prop. He's got like a giant toothbrush in the office. Again, it's supposed to be a kid-friendly place, and then these stuffed animals. This one was kind of a larger one that was like some sort of a magic dragon-looking thing, um, only it had plastic human teeth, and it was clearly something that is used to teach kids how to brush teeth or they can practice practice it's a hideous looking thing I mean it's a weird like puff the magic dragon looking thing only it's got human plastic teeth which is weird you'd
1: be surprised at how creepy something gets when you put a human teeth in it
2: yes try it try it on your pets Um, (laughs) the reason that stuck stuck out to me not just because it was weird seeing the stuffed animal but because you and I have that stuffed animal we have a tiny little version of it that we won out of a, a claw game yeah. in a bar in seattle's capitol hill neighborhood
1: that's right over
2: a year ago now it was yeah. at the unicorn right it was at the
1: unicorn which i don't know if that bar still exists i think it does but over a year i mean try over Oh, did i say
2: over a year i meant over ten over years over
1: ten years yeah Um, yeah, it was, we went to the Unicorn, it was kind of a new bar, and I maintain that they probably, because it was a new bar, and the claw machine was probably newly installed, the the deal with claw machines are, they don't, they, you have to calibrate them so they don't work, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so that you can't get anything out of the machine, or so it only works like one out of ten times or something. But you and I both put our 50 cents in, and both immediately pulled something out of the of the bin. I
2: don't remember if it was immediately, but we did both eventually win. We didn't, we didn't win.
1: waste a lot of money on Maybe. it. I remember that. And so, I mean, for two of us who are not claw experts by any stretch to both get the claw machine to work and successfully deliver us a toy, what did I win? I won, like, a little yeah, well, hat. Here's oh, the I, won thing. A, I won a little football helmet. I can't
2: remember which one of us won...
1: I think I won the football you helmet. W- so
2: you won a little yellow novelty football helmet. Then I won this this stuffed animal, which yeah. was a dragon human I think with it was miscalibrated teeth. is my point. Yeah. Um, and the helmet fit perfectly on the dragon, yeah. so we
1: put it on there, <laughs> and
2: this dragon has been driving in our car with us. We well, it have mostly this...
1: just rides in the car. We rarely <laughs> yeah. do we let it drive. Well, if we've
2: had something to drink. If we've visited the umbrella shop, if yes. you know what I'm saying. Um, but this thing has been Sorry, in... Sorry, dragon, you're <laughs> driving. ...has been three cars, I believe. It lived with us in oh, LA. Yeah. We brought it back to Seattle. It always Sometimes, to make you laugh, I'll buckle it up in the passenger <laughs> seat I'll that you'll find it the next time you use the car like and here we are just watching this commercial that that aired endlessly during football games and we're like that's our that's our animal what is that animal here before i play this commercial for you one last non-dazzling detail that i have to say is (laughs) these commercials ran in heavy rotation two years ago maybe three years ago i spent probably 45 minutes today. Trying to find them. I couldn't remember. I thought it was BECU, which is a local credit union. Do you know what BECU stands for? I think we. Boeing oh. Employees Credit Union. I always forget that it has a Boeing connection.
1: I once had to write a speech um, to introduce their CEO. Oh, okay. So I had to learn all about BECU.
2: So I'm typing in BECU, commercial dentist. Annoying woman who likes to travel, you know. I'm just like, and then it's like, okay, it's not BECU. I have a list of all of the credit unions that are accredited in in Washington State. None of them seem right. None of them. I'm going crazy, and I just feel. And you said you couldn't remember them. I'm like, we commented on it so many times. I call up our pal Luke Burbank, who not only has a has a beautiful mind in a lot of ways, but also. I think keeps a close eye on local and regional commercials because he's often or was often auditioning for sure. them is still probably often approached about being in them. And he's been in a whole bunch. I mean, since his entire adult life. So I'm assu- I'm going to give him, maybe I'm going to make myself feel better to say like, maybe he knew this immediately because it's his world. Genevieve. I couldn't even finish getting the description. I called him on the phone. <laughs> He picks up. We work together. We rarely call each other because I don't want anybody to think it's an emergency. It's 2021, right? Yeah, right. So he picks up immediately and I say, this is not an emergency. I'm just trying to remember a commercial. You got a second? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so there's this commercial. It ran a really heavy rotation, especially during football games about two years ago. One of them featured this woman. She traveled around a lot. There was also a, oh, um, Columbia Bank. Wow. Columbia. He's like it's and involved. And that's
1: kind of a deep cut.
2: He's like it involved the blue not... couch. The idea is they'd had this iconic, oh. or they were trying to make it this iconic blue couch okay. that they would take yeah. to various sets, and sometimes even set out on the street. And they would the people in businesses they were featuring would sit on this blue couch now, and talk about it. And he just knew it like
1: that. That's wild.
2: I know. It, I was so impressed, but he was clearly in a hurry. He didn't want to stand the line with me and hear about how impressed I was. Um, but yeah, <laughs> well, I was that's flabbergasted. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Take that, Burbank Okay, so all of that is to say That was a lot of talking I don't know if any of it was that interesting (laughs) But I wanted to tell Genevieve And you guys were along for the ride Um, This is the Columbia Bank commercial Focusing on J.J. Bittner The guy who has this dental practice I'm JJ, and I'm a pediatric dentist. You know, the same way we try to make it friendly for the kids to go to the dentist, Columbia Bank does the same thing for their customers, make it easy to go into their bank. I was just impressed with how Columbia Bank treated me from the beginning. As soon as my practice opened, I started banking with Columbia Bank. My experience has been positive the whole time. They made this office happen. They even called me out of the blue, and they offered me better rates and better terms, just on their own. There's nothing scary about going to the bank for me. There's a lot of props in this. He's got, like, big, chompy teeth that he's yeah, making Yeah, they clearly chomp. told him,
1: like, have a lot of fun with yeah. these props. He's like, he pretend brushes his teeth with the toothbrush that's, like, six feet long.
2: Yes, and it's kind of cute. Like, this is a good example of somebody who's he's clearly very like, yeah, he's not an actor. You know, he's not super polished, but yeah. polished enough to be in his own commercial. Um, and I believe that he really does. These aren't, like, the producers coming in with all of these props saying, make it fun. It's probably things that he has around his business, which is a dental practice for children. I know. Do this... you think
1: he gets more business, like more more dental patients because of an ad like that?
2: Um, yes, I do think so. And That's so. a big
1: question for me for this whole show is like, what's in it for the small business? Like, I get it if your beard brand or even mm-hmm. Ugg Monk, even though they don't tell you what Ugg Monk makes or does. Like now, that's a name I know, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not impossible that I might go get something from Ugmunk as a gift. For yeah, somebody. I mean, you
2: plant the seed, and then yeah. years later, you 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 know, you think of it. I went to the Bittner Dentistry for Kids, which is uh, based out of uh, Sherwood. Oregon. And look at this. Is this the right website that I was on earlier? Scroll all the way to the <gasps> bottom. Look who's in the bottom. There's
1: the little dragon. The little dragon
2: with the human teeth. And then I went one further and I started Googling around. I'm like, I know that they didn't make that. It's actually interesting that he's taking a product that somebody else mass manufactures and kind of making it a kind of a logo for their own company. I love the one ended up in
1: a claw machine.
2: <laughs> I know. These things, Genevieve, in case you're curious, are called Lil Magi or Magi? Do you think it's not magic, but Lil Magi Dragon toothbrushing buddy from something called Star Smiles. Star Smiles is an organization that is, quote, inspiring oral health for the most important people in the world, our children. And I'm on their website now. They have all kinds of like uh, little, you know, educational toys to get kids to brush their teeth. This is the small version of Lil Magi Dragon. It's $30. I think that that thing we got in the claw game might have been a $30 plush.
1: Maybe. Yeah, that's probably like the best claw game.
2: Let's sell this thing. Draw you ever you also have Ali Mutt, which is a dog with human teeth. You have Ali Gator, which is an alligator with human teeth. And you have Farley Flossosaurus, which is another dragon with human teeth. Probably
1: a dinosaur. Or
2: I'm sorry, dinosaur. All of them are um, just upsetting to look at. Cute Farley
1: Flossosaurus a- is almost $100.
2: Yeah, I think these are the big that versions the big of the, ones, these. These yeah. are all like 96, 95. Holy Perfect moly. for presentations, classroom events, community outreach, dental offices, and detailed discussions. Oh, yeah. What was the... um? Here, Here's the description of Little Magic Dragon. Perfect for personal discussions. That is weirdly vague and sounds dirty. It sounds
1: upsetting. Yes. I assume it's like... With, for parenting,
2: yes, oh it is but perfect for personal discussions one-on-one interactions, home use and anywhere space is limited maggie dragon graceful because I think this is the mini one this is not the right. hundred dollar one this is the thirty dollar one. maggie dragon gracefully penetrates the dreams of young audiences dwelling on Don't healthy habits. I mean all of this is written like no offense but like this is somebody who thinks they're good at writing but is really bad yes. at writing. They're using like big words, and yep. maybe they had to hit certain checkpoints for their boss, but like Magi Dragon gracefully penetrates yeah. the dreams of That's... young audiences dwelling on Shut healthy habits
1: that are sure to have long term benefits for all. Nope. Who wrote that? Uh, someone who either thinks they're good at writing and isn't good at writing and isn't, or someone for whom writing is not their main contribution, sure, not sure. their main professional And they just opened up like the set.
2: thesaurus and went yeah, for the something biggest word. Yeah, something
1: I've found as a writer is that there are two kinds of non-writers in the world. There are the non-writers who think it's impossible and that only profesh- only people who hold themselves out as writers should ever write anything. Those people are a little exhausting because they, like, want you to write their emails for them. (laughs) And then there are the people who think writing is not a skill at all and that literally if you can type, you can write. Mm -hmm. Um, And And
2: those are the thesaurus users. And those are
1: the thesaurus (laughs) users. Mm -hmm.
2: It's already all been written. Just open this (laughs) book up. Rearrange the words.
1: That's the best definition of a thesaurus I've ever heard.
2: Um, I have one more I'd like to share with you. This is one I stumbled on while just typing in things like, Bank, small business, <laughs> help. help. I just kept typing help into Google until I called Luke. Uh, this is for a credit union called Seattle Metropolitan Credit Union.
1: Do we have more credit unions in this region than other parts of the country? I couldn't tell you. It feels like it to me, but it may just be something that I had never really considered much before. I mean, I
2: hesitate to even ask you this. I mean, do you have a solid idea of the difference between a credit union and a bank? I know they're usually associated with a bigger organization, like... The military, or my understanding about credit unions
1: is that they're, um, in some sense, uh, co opted, Mm -hmm. co optally owned, Mm -hmm. cooperatively owned. Mm -hmm. I think that's the word I was looking for veterinary. Veterinary. (laughs) Um, I so I, you know, I'm sure someone who knows even a, a scintilla more could absolutely correct Mm -hmm. me here, but my sense, just from the research I did about BECU, was that it's like a it's in some sense cooperative. Yeah,
2: Um, I I have that same sense And so you do
1: get like better rates and stuff.
2: Um, Okay, so uh, this is for Seattle Metropolitan Credit Union, and this one focuses on A woman who started a small chain of coffee shops that i love around here and the more i was kind of reading about her and her other companies uh it reminded me of something that i had uh, read that was related to this there's some breaking news about her company um that not breaking it came out last summer but i found very interesting and it's fuel fuel coffee shop love that place love it too uh when we lived in wallingford uh home of the best umbrella shop <laughs> that $1,000 can buy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say that right. Um, uh, there was a Fuel Coffee there. That was my favorite, like, kind of walkable coffee shop. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, it was founded by a woman named Danny Cone. She recently, by the way, sold all but 10% of that business to another woman who is going to turn the she did this dur- They did this during the pandemic. Um, I uh, Danielle, I can't remember her last name. Bought the Fuel Coffee Chain and is going to turn them into coffee shops slash bookshops, which oh, I love. And I'm reading this. I remember reading this outside at a Chipotle in August, thinking I can't wait for this pandemic to be over. That's the first place I'm going to go next month. Yeah. And actually, in August, I don't next think I, I didn't think it was going to be next month in August. But like, uh, seriously, maybe I next been, August. I've been thinking about that. Like, these are the kind of place I want to go, and I, 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 I give the new owner credit for starting such an ambitious project in the middle of a, of a pandemic um, but I anyway, don't have the
1: stones for that like neither do I. that's why I can't be any kind of entrepreneur because like even if conditions were 100% great which of course they never are I would be so terrified. Well,
2: that you know, I as I was doing this reading today, I reached out to our buddy um, Barry, Broadcast Barry. Who I know he's the,
1: exactly that way. He just exactly he has an idea, he starts a business,
2: and we call him Broadcast uh, Barry because he has a chain of a small chain of coffee shops around here called Broadcast Coffee. But again, just like it's, I feel like every time he has a success, that I would be resting on my laurels. Yeah, on I'd be forever. like, okay, great. He's just start. Well, I've started five new. Enterprises since then. And now he's now um, he's now co-owners of a coffee shop slash bakery shop and leaning into that world a little bit, which brings us back to Danny Cohn, uh, founder of Fuel Coffee. She is featured in this credit union commercial because she started after starting Fuel, she started a company called High Five high during the economic downturn of the late 2000s. And that's what this commercial is all about. So here, without further ado, let me play this for you.
3: The recession hit in 2008, and when I'm stressed, I turned to pie. I needed a big idea to make sure my business, Fuel Coffee, could weather the storm. The answer was sitting right in front of me. I started waking up at 4 AM, seven days a week to bake pies.
1: People loved what we sold at Fuel, so we made more.
3: And Fuel Coffee stayed busy and I started a new business called High Five Pie and wrote a cookbook. And just last year I opened Conan Steiner, a neighborhood market. Seattle Metropolitan Credit Union. Seattle Original.
2: I mean that's a great ad for her company. It
1: really is. And it's like her it's all her companies, really. Yes. And, and those and pies gets her, look great. Gets her cookbook She in lost there. me at get up at four in the morning. That's the other thing I don't have the uh, the Stamina for sure,
2: of course. Um, but yeah, and for me, that's mo- that's more like brand reinforcement. But as soon as I heard fuel, I'm like, oh, I know fuel. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about High Five Pies. Um, yeah, and- definitely.
1: Seattle Metropolitan Credit Union gets pretty lost in that story. Like, I definitely would remember mm-hmm. that little commercial. But I, all I remember about it is all of her companies.
2: Yes, but now if but you saw But maybe if I'm that, a
1: small business owner, I hear it differently.
2: Yeah, and they don't just focus on small businesses. I was actually on the website of the creative agency that made these. I, I apologize. I can't think of uh, who they were, but another local company. And there are ones where they focus on community leaders. They focus on uh, teachers, I believe, somebody in the education field. So they do a good job of like kind of, I think, telling a bunch of stories so that they might all come together. The way I was able to remember Columbia Bank like that. <laughs> uh, um, all right, let's check in with the ad Council.
3: Everybody is talking at me. I don't hear saying. Only the echoes of my mind.
2: All right, let's start with a, uh, a text message we got from a friend and a friend of the show, of course, we're talking about Ben, frequent uh, ATM contributor.
1: Yeah, I mean, his, his name is Ben Harrison. We identified him by his full name on the show. I oh, think.
2: yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be um, coy there.
1: <laughs> I thought you were. I thought well, I, actually, I, I did sort like of stop. Secret. It was like
2: ad count. Yeah, I, that was weird. I was being weird there. Sorry, Ben.
1: He's the host of uh, The Greatest Generation um, and The Greatest Discovery.
2: And we've been driving a lot of um, listeners to his podcasts, of yes. course. Just
1: in sim- similar, di- yes, similar that's the direction the, it's yeah. been flowing for sure.
2: Similar to these other um, you know, commercials we've been talking about, like we're like, okay, we will help we will use our platform to bring more <laughs> business to you as well, which has been really great for that's him, right. I think, and, and his partners.
1: Yes, for sure. <laughs> we're the Northwestern Mutual
2: here. Anyway, he just uh, sent us this uh he wasn't sure if we had talked about it on the show before. It's a 1969 commercial for Head and Shoulders. Have you watched this yet? I did. This This is is some
1: wild ass shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it's this woman who's going about her day.
1: And by the way, when you hear, when you think of this woman, picture Betty Draper.
2: Yes, very much so. And again, it's 1969. It's got all the hallmarks of that, right? Yeah. Um, And. She's going about her day. She has dandruff. She doesn't realize how bad her dandruff has gotten, but everybody around her is noticing. They are
1: obsessed. And
2: they're think you'll hear their voices, but they're thinking these thoughts. The way you know they're thinking them is a cartoon thought bubble (laughs) pops up with a pretty like cool like psychedelic font saying the words that they're thinking.
1: Is just wackadoo.
2: And Listen, Head and Shoulders, they're going after a very specific problem here, so they want to emphasize the problem that dandruff is, but it all just seems so rude.
1: It's rude. It's sexist. I mean, I'm not saying that having dandruff is a sexist problem, but the way this is presented is very sexist.
2: That's funny. Me, being a a dumb guy, I didn't quite pick up on the sexism as much as just, like, the rudeness and weirdness. And I'll watch this, and not that you can always just flip everything Backwards and, and say, see, it's not sexist. But if I watch this again, then I, I do try to put like a, a male lead role in it. Would it still work? Just a bunch of people judging a guy for having dandruff?
1: Well, I don't think you would have a final scene, and I'm sorry I'm spoiling it here, where a woman sits across from a man and her oh, thought bubble right. is pretty hair
2: oh, that he's thinking that about yes. her
1: pretty, pretty hair. hair
2: right of course That's the, that's the best part of the whole damn thing alright let's take a listen
0: some people who don't worry about dandruff ought to Pam for instance good looking girl
2: until you looked close dandruff Okay, Never. so she walks into some guy's
1: office. I assume it's her boss. Presumably, her boss. She's clearly a secretary,
2: and she walks in to give him some papers, and he just looks up at her and thinks, "Dandruff." Close, dandruff.
0: Never occurred to her that behind her back people were thinking,
2: "Dandruff." Oh yeah, this is creepy. And by the this way, this guy it's, is no, it's way always, too close. Here's to her. why it's sexist, yeah, among it's many other
1: things. It's always dudes. Checking out this hot blonde and yeah. then being, you know, put off by her dandruff.
2: Yeah, this dude is, like, sleezing up to her in the lunch line. Not even facing. Like, she's not even facing it's him. It's all like,
1: about her relative sex appeal.
2: Yes, yes. And he's, he's literally giving her, like, a, a an up and down with yeah. his eyes, but then sees the... the what?
1: Ma- the male gaze.
2: The dandruff. and her back, people were thinking,
1: dandruff.
0: Of course, yeah, she's on some the people just can't hide their thoughts.
1: Look, Mommy that lady has dandruff.
2: You better believe that's going to be a shit like this drop yes. one of these days.
1: Also, what is wrong with this rude-ass mother that she doesn't, like, hush her child? The mother just looks down like, oh, interesting. Tell me more.
2: Um, I think it's more interesting that the kid knows what dandruff is. <laughs> It's pretty young, like maybe like. It was a different time. Look, mommy, sex
1: ed was very different in the '60s. She's snowing from her hair.
0: (laughs) Of course, some people just can't hide their thoughts.
1: Look, mommy, that lady has dandruff. Dandruff,
0: me? Pam got the word, started using Head and Shoulders, the most effective dandruff shampoo you can buy. Had everything her other shampoo had too, nice lather. Nice smell. Beautiful way of handling hair. Pam just made head and shoulders her regular shampoo.
2: Okay, so as you could probably guess, we just saw her whole, like, shower and hair treatment routine. I think she's now going to go on a hot date.
0: And, of course, it really worked on her dandruff. You can imagine what he's thinking now.
2: Pretty hair. <laughs>
1: head and shoulders.
2: I, that's got to want... be... Is that going to be the I honestly, pick? I for think... The, yes, the Facebook you got page? it
1: right. I... I... That was absolutely the one I wanted to, to use. Pretty hair. That's the also shit like this. Pam, I, let me tell you, pretty hair guy, you can do better. You think so? Yes.
2: Well, she's just recovering from dandruff. Well, I don't know if you've heard. Well, so
1: pretty hair guy... Um, doesn't have a lot going on upstairs.
2: <laughs> uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, you guys are going to have to forgive me here. I have some pretty long emails to read, and I know that's not exactly my forte, but I'll try to, um, I'll try to do do them justice. But uh, one of the listeners who's going back and listening to all of the episodes of our show in order is listener Brian, who actually says there seem to be two listeners named Brian going back Uh-oh. and listening to your. Shows from the beginning. I'm the other. Sounds new like listener, we need Brian. a
1: Brian versus Brian. I He's guess like so.
2: I, I thought they were all coming from the same Brian. But anyway, we did an episode, and he points out that it was episode 83 called Strangers on a Training Video. <laughs> I <laughs> like laughing at your own jokes, but pretty good. Uh, back in 2017, summer of 2017, uh, in, instead of focusing on commercials, that was a rarity where we said we're going to talk about corporate training videos, like the Wendy's rap videos. Yes. For serving hot and beverages. Some of Some of your favorite songs. Yeah. Like straight up. Um, have you read this, by the way? This uh, no. is fascinating. Good. Uh, Brian says, in the early 90s, I worked for a company called Consumers Byline, which cr- uh, created its own training and marketing video, which was partially narrated by Eddie Albert of Green Acres fame.
1: I just watched a war movie with him in it. Really?
2: What was it? Because, um, because the original uh, email actually had another called- reference, and I stripped it from the email because I didn't think anybody would know what it was because I'm an idiot. Hold on. If if I stripped this part of the email out and it's the most interesting uh, part of this.
1: It's called Attack. Oh, okay. it was like a World War II movie.
2: Apparently, he was also in something called Escape to Witch Mountain, which I Oh, yeah. I've seen Escape to Witch Mountain. Oh, okay. I should have left it in there. Anyway. I was trying to make this fast.
1: He is best known for Green Acres.
2: So anyway. So... This is really fascinating. So Brian is saying he worked for Consumers Byline. It has this video narrated by Eddie Elbert. It was a VHS tape, and it was used to convince other people to join the company. If Consumer's Byline sounds familiar, it was the multi level marketing company in Albany started by Keith Ranieri. <gasps> of course, I remember this from oh watching God. The Vow now. It was eventually shut down. You remembered Consumer's the, Byline? From
1: the, I didn't from remember the until he said
2: it. And then I'm like, oh, yes, of course. I mean, because clips of this video show up in The Vow. Oh, by the God. way, for those who are not uh, following along with this, um, consumer's byline gets shut down and then it's replaced by Nexium, right. which is the, the cult that you know has been it wasn't featured an in a enough bunch be a pyramid of pyramid
1: scheme but also had to be an abusive cult
2: right um, so Brian says overall consumer's so byline yes was a nice place to work as long as you ignored the mattress Ew. on the floor in Keith's office there would also be a large meeting every Friday in the early afternoon in the filing room where he would talk and try to get people enthusiastic about the company none of us at the time Knew the extent of what was happening around Keith. We assumed it was three or four consenting adults in top management who were is that, involved. Is so,
1: that re- re- referring back to the mattress?
2: I assume. I didn't. I I don't remember Consumers Byline having any kind of a um, sexual component to it or abusive component to it in that way. I thought it was just a straight but, up. Pyramid scheme. Yeah, but you
1: know, but you know, someone like Keith Bernieri like, yeah. didn't just wake up one morning to decide that Nexium, that he was going to be a pervert at Nexium. Yes,
2: and it's a cult of personality from the beginning, because you'll hear in this video clip I'm about to play that the Green Acres guy is like reading the script that's talking about how Keith was a special person, a beautiful mind from God. age three, and starts listing all of these academic accomplishments, and which all turned out to be fake, right? Um. So let's see here. So Brian says I can't find any good quality versions of that training video, but bits of it. Brian, were used. you're lucky
1: you escaped and didn't get sucked yeah. in a Nexium.
2: Uh, Bits of it uh, were used in the recent HBO documentary, The Vow. The best version I can find is this recording of it that somebody recorded with their cell phone directly from their TV screen. You guys will kind of hear that when I hit play here. The entire video is quite boring, but the most cringeworthy moment is when Eddie Albert passes along the narration over to Keith at about the three-minute mark. So I'm going to back it off maybe about 30 seconds leading up to that. He's kind of talking about what a special boy Keith Ranieri was, and then take a listen to this. Again, excuse the sound.
3: When he graduated from Rensselaer, he had three degrees. Math, biology, and physics. And as I found out, he scored one of the three highest IQs ever recorded. But his idea is not fancy. It's a simple, practical, full of common sense. Because Keith is that way himself. Now, his idea is to arrange for you to combine your purchasing power, everything you buy, with millions of other Americans into one big purchasing family. That sounds great. To give us all some clout when it comes to getting a better price. His name is Keith Raneri. His idea is called Consumer's Byline, and I'd like you to meet this impressive young man.
2: They're standing Keith, next to each other. Happy to see
3: you again. Shaken yes, happy dance. to see you too. It's an
0: amazing idea. Yes, well, sometimes it even amazes me. But Consumers Byline is wonderful, and it's working. We've been able to concentrate all this purchasing power, literally hundreds of thousands of buyers, to get a better deal from the sellers.
2: This was literally the clip used in the documentary, yeah. by the way. Oh, you saw the documentary, so you recognize that footage too, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't watch every episode. I, mm. I dipped out a little bit, but um, yeah, I think I remember that. Anyway. What a scumbag.
2: What a scumbag, Brian. Thank
1: you, Brian. I'm
2: glad you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brian's been sending us a lot. He's the same person who was giving us the uh, the analysis of our very first show together, too. So I really enjoy um, having Brian along for the ride. It's, <laughs> an, it's an interesting perspective.
1: It is. Head Council, it's Jingle Time.
2: We have another email here from Amy in Oklahoma, another new listener. Sorry if we're playing favorites, but these are good emails. Uh, Amy says I went off to college in Wichita in the early to mid 2000s, and there I met a Kansan food burger joint called Spangles. How do you feel about that? What's a food burger? oh fast food burger <laughs> joint did i say that in a funny way
1: well you just said food burger
2: did i say that a kansas food burger a <laughs> kansas <Canton> food burger <laughs> it's a regional thing
1: <laughs> oh what part of kansas <laughs> oh it's I'm more of a utica thing. well i'm from i'm from utica
2: <laughs> okay so sorry sorry amy I met a Kansan. I think I got so scared about the word Kansan. It seemed weird to me. <laughs> you and I really thinking.
1: stop letting the words be the boss <laughs> of you. <laughs>
2: Veterinary and Kansan. Uh, a fast food burger joint called Spangles. Locals told me I had to try it. At least their fries, they're different, possibly battered. They had lots of commercials and each ended with their jingle and slogan that was such an earworm that people talking about making a Spangles run would often Sing it. Would you like to hear Amy singing the Spangles Jingle?
1: I would. You know that's a good jingle. If if you sing it when you're just talking about going.
2: <laughs>
0: Spangles, it just tastes better.
2: <laughs> Short and <laughs> to the point. Now, if you want to hear it in context, she sent us this link to a commercial. She fast forwarded to just the jingle part, but nay, Amy, there's so much goodness in this commercial. <laughs> Let's listen to the whole thing. So in this Spangles commercial which looks like you know it's relatively new i'm going to say um in the past uh like five years because they're going after the kind of fast food breakfast wars or they're entering the fast food breakfast wars and the setup here is this is apparently a guy playing a radio newsman who's standing in the studio he's actually i will say seeing people recreate radio will bother me because it's often the verisimilitude is terrible. Yeah. In this case, it's not that bad. It looks like a real radio studio. It's got all the computers that I would expect to see in there. It's got the real microphone arm. It and almost
1: looks bad because it looks so exactly. Real. It
2: probably is just somebody's radio production studio yeah. or actual radio studio. And so you have this radio newsman and he's covering the fast food breakfast wars. In McDonald's news, now they say they're serving breakfast all day. They act like that's something new. So I have Renee Stevens with Spangles on the line with us right now. I love this. He goes and he pushes <laughs> a button on a radio board that is exact it does look like kind of a phone hybrid that would let somebody get on the air. Also
1: brief TO because yeah. I was at a McDonald's the other day for breakfast after oh, yeah. afternoon. It wasn't even like that late in the day, but I wanted a breakfast. Sandwich. It was like right after eleven. It
2: was eleven thirty yeah, or something. Yeah, and right? they
1: weren't doing breakfast all day. So that's a big fat lie.
2: That was a drive-through, though, in a tiny, tiny town right outside. The, was it a the, McDonald's? The, the, the um yeah. It should the have Grand their Canyon, licensure so.
1: stripped from them. <laughs>
2: anyway, I love this so much. Hey, in McDonald's news, now <laughs> they McDonald's say they're news? serving breakfast all day. They act like that's something new. So <laughs> the casting here is also perfect. Like I've worked with this guy yes. in commercial radio. I really his, have. His belly's
1: hanging over his belt just a little bit, but his shirt's tucked in. He, oh gosh,
2: I can't remember his last name, but um, I used to work with a guy up here at Cairo Radio. Dan... Oh, if you're an Oregon listener, you might even hear him, because he went down to a similar station down in Portland now, um, Dan Mitchelson or something like that. <laughs> anyway, this guy just has that kind of like, yeah, you know.
1: No, the casting is totally perfect.
2: I'm going to keep playing the beginning of this.
0: In McDonald's news, now they say they're serving <laughs> no, they
2: breakfast say. all day. They act like that's something new. So I have Renee <laughs> Stevens with Spangles on the line with us right now. Renee, don't you guys serve breakfast all day?
3: Yes, Brett. Spangles has been serving all day breakfast since like the 19th. 1980s, so I'm not sure what all the big news is all about.
2: So just maybe they got the all-day breakfast idea from you guys at Spangles?
3: Well, I can't say that, Brett, but I can say all-day breakfast at Spangles? It's
2: nothing new. Spangles, it just tastes better. Oh, that's right. We were talking about a jingle. I got so sucked into that. I love it. His... We do a whole thing on commercial that take place in radio stations.
1: If you want to put it together, I did a whole <laughs> show on <in> owls. So, <laughs> yes. Um, I love his breathless delivery. There is. Yes. It's, I, I wonder if this guy is a real commercial radio dude.
2: He seems like it. They definitely got a real commercial uh, a radio studio, I think. Anyway, Amy is not done with us yet. She says. Then I thought, hey, we have a place here in Oklahoma that has a jingle, but it's longer and less catchy so I didn't remember some words in the middle and had to look it up. Brahms is a fast food burger ice cream parlor market.
1: Wow. wow. A lot of
2: slashes in there. <laughs> Amy says, Brahms is big on vertical integration with a jingle. <laughs> Clearly, that-
1: all the all yes. of the uh, forward slashes <laughs> yes. were made that very clear. I like how she Brahms is big
2: on vertical integration with a jingle that hints at it. That's so good. It may not be too catchy, but it's a calming to And I find the images comforting—from showing the wheat harvesting to the candle to the cattle to the Sunday that you see uh, presented with a smile. It gives an idea that they've got this. That that would really be nice. Now, I I should mention—I kind of um, cut out part of her email where she says she was sending this the day after the attack on the Capitol. She sent this on the seventh and had not gotten much sleep. And she she said some nice things about kind of feeling some comfort and going back and thinking about jingles and listening to our show and getting a little reprieve from from that um so anyway i appreciate that so let me start by playing amy singing the brahms jingle
1: from our farm to our store only brahms gives you more only brahms gives you
0: so much more
2: Very nice. Would you like to hear the original? Yes. And this we will, again, play the whole thing so you can kind of really sink into the calming nature of this. I get it, by the way.
0: From our farm to our store, only Brahms gives you more. Only Brahms gives you so much more. You'll enjoy more delicious toppings on Brahms Fruit Sundays. delicious strawberry, Tangy peach or plump cherry, whipped cream, and a cherry on top, too. You always get so much more with a fruit sundae the way we make them at your neighborhood
2: Brahms. And our apples aren't (laughs) poison. Can't get through a show without one Mr. Show reference. Wouldn't be an
1: ATM if we weren't stealing content from Mr. Show. Um, That's great. I'd never heard of Brahms. I love these regional fast Mm -hmm, food places that are so evocative for people because... The place where you go for an ice cream sundae when you're a kid is, well, just that'll always be how you make an ice cream sundae or whatever.
2: Yeah. And, I, I you know, we love encouraging people to call in or, or send us voice memos like this with the jingle sung. And we do love that. And I'd like to encourage it more. And thank you, Amy, for sending that in. But also, if you are too shy to sing, remember, we won't know about the regional commercials unless you – Tell us about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no good SEO. There's no good way for me to go on Google and just finding all the things that you guys love and cherish from where you grew up. Whenever it was. Send the
1: thing that you're nostalgic for, whether you sing it or send it or just point us to it. Yeah. We would love to see those and hear those. And I there is something incredibly um, I mean, sometimes they're hilarious because, you know, they're not made in Hollywood or whatever, but like (laughs) You know what I mean, oh, right. um, Like all other commercials are made in Hollywood, right, exactly. But, but, but there. So they they have a local feel, and sometimes that can be funny. But also, there is something very heartwarming about it. We all need that.
2: I came here from Kansas because I want to make it in commercials.
1: <laughs> well, that's actually what happens yeah, it to is most true. people. I mean, I guess it
2: is true. I mean, I I don't know why I laugh I so hard. We talk hard, about your just... our,
1: your friend Betsy Zelko, Zyko, Zyko came, yeah, from, right. uh, came from Ohio to make it in commercials. We should do
2: a segment on her sometime. <laughs> you can sell anything. You'll what is Betsy yelling at shingles? Wait, doesn't she? She has a special word for shingles, though. I can't remember. That's what led us on our whole yeah Betsy obsession.
1: I don't recall. We'll have to go back and revisit that. But uh, in the meantime, please call us. Um, sing your jingle, uh, leave your story, whatever it is, at 607 444 5597.
2: And the Facebook page? The
1: Facebook page is um, after these messages. Uh, it's the group, join it uh, or email us at after these messages show at gmail.
2: Um, all right, there it is. Thank you, everybody. Should we just? I mean, I guess I'm, I just need to do this. It's been a real sloppy production from me today, <laughs> and I apologize for that. But like, what is Bessie's line in this? I ge-
1: had shingles. Horrible, young thing like me.
2: Actually, anyone oh. fifty or over is at increased risk for shingles. The
1: pain, the burning. My husband had to do everything for weeks, and the thing is, there's nothing you can do about it.
2: Well, shingles can't be prevented. Oh, shingles says. can be
1: what? Shingles can be what? That's yeah. a,
2: how did I forget her famous line? Shingles can be what all right i broke the rhythm of the show for that thank you everybody it's been a really fun show fun hanging out with you it really has um we'll talk to you next week years ago bc you better be informed if you don't get it get a computer and google it if you find out all the reasons we the shit then you the shit yeah pooping on the track call me dude